girlfriends. This is Marissa Curcio and welcome to the second episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I am so happy that you're joining us once again uh, for our podcast and we hope that you are enjoying it so far. Um, today we have a super special guest with us, Malia Danette. Malia, welcome to the podcast. Hey Marissa. Hey girlfriends. I'm excited to be here today. We have uh, a fun topic that's dear to my heart. <laughs> so I'm super excited to have Malia with us today because um, Our podcast for today is going to be focusing on mental health, most specifically uh, anxiety. And Malia is a mental health professional. And so Malia, just tell us some things that you do at work and and what your life is like in that area of of your life for us. Sure, yeah. Um, I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor and I work with a range of individuals from six years old and and older. Um, And I have experience with anxiety, depression, substance use, trauma. I've been practicing for seven years now. Um, And uh, early in my career, I worked with women um, and a lot of anxiety and trauma and that sort of thing. Um, And right now I'm practicing in a group setting. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So I I just learned some some things that Malia does. I just knew that she was a mental health professional. Um, But before we just dive in, when I was preparing, uh, I was looking at some stats about anxiety that to me were really eye-opening. And all these come from the National Alliance on Mental Mental Illness website. And they say that that an anxiety disorder is the most common mental health concern in the United States currently. And there are 40 million U.S. adults which is 19.1% of the population that have an anxiety disorder. And that anxiety disorders don't just stay as an anxiety disorder, but they spread to other conditions like depression and attention hyperactivity disorder, um, eating disorders, and even trouble sleeping. Um, And so when I was preparing this and I was talking to Malia about what her day was like, and so we just thought that it would be a really great benefit to have her come up and talk about something that that is so prevalent in our society today. And when I talk to other women, Malia, I don't know about you, it seems that anxiety and mental health um, are really hot button topics right now. It seems to be something that is always really prevalent in our society right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, To follow up on even just some of the stats um, as well, in the uh, comparison of just like 2019 to 2020, say, right, um, there's actually been quite an increase in um, certain disorders, right? So depression is one of them. It's like increased 62% and um, anxiety in itself has increased 93%. So if, if anything that gives you like a really like insight and it's very telling on a day-to-day basis, what I see, um, in session. Mm -hmm. So you see a lot, so you see a lot of anxiety sessions on your day-to-day basis. Yep. And anywhere from, you know, young children, um, to uh, teens. Teens have, um, there's a lot of anxiety that's prevalent right now in today's, uh, today's society with teens as well, um, as well as adults, um, just kind of across the board. Mm-hmm. It's really incredible, like when you see that there's, that there is so much of, of this anxiety that we see in our culture today, in our society. And it isn't even just something that's, that's new, like it's even something that was pre- prevalent in, in the Bible, in, sure. in the times of Jesus. And actually our text for today, ladies, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke 10. And we're starting in verse 38 and going through 40. And I am reading out of the New King James Version. And the title of that section is Mary and Martha Worship and Serve. So we begin in verse 38. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. 
But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And the, the part that stands out to me in this passage was when the Lord said, but Martha was distracted uh, with much serving. And Martha to me is exemplifying what so many of us do. Um, and, and this busyness response of always wanting to make sure um, that everything is right and, and keeping busy and, keep, and keeping going um, for, for whatever reason, trying to, to, whether it's to cover up or... Yeah, she, she was definitely avoiding, right? You know, there's a lot of avoidance that's happening here. Um, you know, and, and really um, avoidance, especially in this passage too, is, is, you know, we're dismissing the emotion um, and avoidance only really increases um, the um, and impacts those around you. It, it, it increases those emotions. It increases that anxiety. Um, and then it also impacts those around you. So as Jesus, you know, kind of pointed out, um, you know, that she was distracted. So when I was looking further into this, I had always read this passage with, um, and I've been reading this passage since I'm a teenager. And I always just thought that this passage was that, you know, Martha wasn't putting Jesus first, which is why, you know, everything was kind of going against the grain here. She was, everything was kind of spiraling out on her where Mary was just putting Jesus first and being at Jesus's feet. But I read this passage recently and something just super stood out to me. And the fact that like Martha's really dealing with some sort of anxiety here that's preventing her from from really stopping and she's using this busyness response of I need to cook I need to clean I need to make sure everything's just perfect I'm gonna work above and beyond in the kitchen right now and everybody's gonna be out there and I'm just gonna go 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 yeah. and why I really believe that we're talking about anxiety here is because the Lord identifies it in verse 41 when he says Martha Martha he isn't just saying Martha he isn't just saying stop he's he's calling her by name he's being very direct and very intentional with her because he wants to grasp her attention and he could have said it once he could have said it he could have just went on it but he said it twice because he wanted to make sure that he was looking into her eyes that he was be, that there was some sort of connection that was going to happen here sure. and he says that you are worried and troubled about many things so we need to picture this, Jesus the Messiah, available to you, sitting in your home, the next room, and you are busy in the kitchen. Right. Like you are just busying yeah. yourself there in the kitchen. Like obsessing about the kitchen, right? You know, she is completely distracted in all ways. And like she's just going at it. Mm -hmm. Like, and I really believe that in the anxiety, she's trying to keep her fears and her worries at bay. And how she's doing that is by is by keeping busy. That she's not allowing herself. Like, could she? Could if she stopped and really talked to Jesus? Would something come out that she's not prepared to come out and talk about? Is something going to be so uncomfortable for her that she's gonna that she's gonna might break down? That she might lose control of what control she feels that she's quote unquote has. Mm -hmm. But really, she doesn't have any control at all because what does she do? Like. She's sitting in there and she looks over and I almost picture her in the kitchen and she looks over directly across the room and she sees her sister sitting at Jesus's feet, enjoying him, mm -hmm. something that she wishes that she could do, but just can't bring herself to do for whatever reason, whatever the anxiety is preventing her from doing. 
And so she lashes out at her. She goes, Lord, like, tell my sister to help me serve. Tell my sister to come in and help me. How can you just leave? How can she just leave me here like this? And God, like, totally just in, in love corrects her and says, like, you're worried and you're troubled. And we need to get at the root of that. I think, like, sometimes, like, we start doing things. I know for even me personally, I keep myself going sometimes because I don't want to deal with some of the things that are happening beneath the surface. Sure. Um, so whether that's I'll put on the TV. TV is definitely a really big mm-hmm. thing. For I've been really conscientious over the last two weeks about, you know, when I'm home and I'm doing things that I can be in quiet mm-hmm. um, because that's where, when the Lord speaks. That's still small voice. Sure. It's really hard to hear Jesus when the 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 Amazon music's blasting or uh, the TV's going and you know I'll go from one room to another I'll have the TV on my bedroom pop it off to go into the kitchen to put the TV in the kitchen on right. to go into the living room to the you know right. so I'm I'm trying to keep whatever's going on at bay because mm-hmm. quite frankly you know some things that I don't want to deal with there are some things that are making me nervous and and things that I don't want to confront yeah. and I really saw that in this story here I really saw yeah. that come to life for me. Um, because it's something that, you know, I've been more conscientious over the last couple of weeks to do because I want to hear from God. Mm-hmm. And there are things that, you know, I might be hiding, but he already knows about. Right. And he wants me to bring those things up and forward to him. Right, yeah. I mean, the truth is anxiety is rooted in that fear, right? right. The fear of the unknown, the fear of um, not having control, um, the fear of even feeling certain feelings mm, that we're good. definitely avoiding at times, mm. right? You know, nobody wants to feel sad, but it's mm. a it's a natural part of life, right? Mm-hmm. It's a natural emotion that we have to give attention to. Um, if we don't give attention to it, then it's going to come out in, uh, say, this irritability that Martha has here when, you know, she notices her sister um, who is at Jesus' feet. And so she lashes out, right? Because maybe she's not giving attention to some of those emotions that she's avoiding, that she's dismissing at times, you know? I think about even, too, um, expectations, right? What expectations does Martha have of herself, um, you know, of you know having this gathering at her house, presenting in such a way, right? Um, we place a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure, right? A lot of weight on ourselves as well as what's her expectation of the gathering, of people in her home, of what Jesus has of her, right, Um, or wants of her. Um, And I think that a lot of times that can kind of uh, coincide with a lot of that anxiety as well. Um, Our expectations maybe aren't being met, or there's not clarity in that expectation, Mm. right? There's not clarity in um, what's what's going on for for us, right, in that moment. Um, and so there, yeah, there are, this passage is full of a lot of different things, right? Um, you know, kind of modern day Martha, is it anxiety? Is it, you know, obsession, some kind of like OCD tendencies, right? Like we've got some distraction and, and different things. Like is she bouncing around like an ADHD feature? You know, there's so many things that's kind of in this one passage, um, you know, and it's important to kind of look at it and say, okay, um, you know, is this, uh, I think, in kind of applying it to ourselves, let's say, yeah. right? Like, let's go to some practical steps, right. Malia, because I believe that, you know, we, we sometimes hear these these conversations, right, about anxiety and, and mental health, and, you know, we hear it a lot. It's definitely something, um, a part of our society and culture now, and sometimes we have these great conversations, mm-hmm. but then it's like, okay, well, how do I follow that up? How do I apply that? Like, yeah, there's there's prayer. We're right. never gonna di- we're never gonna diminish the power of prayer right. and and spending time in the Word of God because that's what our life is like. That's alive and active. Like mm-hmm. the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, and the message verses said that the Word became 
alive or and moved into our neighborhood. Like I love that that Jesus came and moved into our neighborhood. So we're never going to diminish prayer and and spending time in the word. But there are also other things that I'm sure you tell your clients about. Like sure. what are some practical steps that we can give the girlfriends that might sure. may, that this might be a challenge for them? Yeah. Yeah. I think um it kind of comes in two parts. I think the first the first part of this is also looking at it in terms of kind of this short-term long-term anxiety, right? Okay. You know, I think it's important to kind of identify here cuz um, I think as far as anxiety goes, we're all going to experience it at some point in our life, mm-hmm. right? Whether short-term or long-term, right. you know, so short-term anxiety may be, um, I'm getting ready for public speaking, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting ready yeah. for, um, an interview, um, I'm preparing for an exam the next day or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? So we've got some short-term anxiety, our, um, blood gets flowing, our heart gets pumping, right? It prepares us for that intense situation. And then our body returns back to its normal state, right? Yeah. But long-term anxiety continues on, right? It Our body doesn't return to that normal state, right? Mm. And so that's where that's our central nervous system continues to be on high alert. Um, our body responds to what are perceived, you know, threats essentially, right? Yeah. And so kind of looking at it from that long-term anxiety standpoint, you know, it's important to, to really identify it, right? Talk about it, yeah, you know? Um, right. I think that brings a lot of clarity, a lot of understanding and what's going on for us physically, yeah. mentally speaking, you know, becoming aware of things that are impacting those anxiety levels. Maybe our, our plate's too full, right? Martha here, maybe her plate was too full yeah. and she did not set those boundaries for herself that she needed, right? That's good. Um, you know, talking, I often actually talk to my clients about a lot of like physical movement, Um, You know, our central nervous system, um, you know, gets kind of pumped with a lot of hormones when we have that long-term anxiety, right? Adrenaline, cortisol, like those are um, hormones that are released into our body and as an extended part of time for long-term anxiety, it impacts our physical health, right? And so looking at it from a physical stance, it's like, okay, have we gotten outside today? Have we moved today? Have Mm. we helped our body to um, calm itself in different ways? Yeah. those are, a, those are a few things. You know, you mentioned earlier even sleep. Um, sleep is a huge factor. I don't think we talk about sleep enough. Yeah. You know, um, we have a term called sleep hygiene. You know, if you've ever heard of it. I've you never know. heard of that sleep. <laughs> so, right. Ooh, go on. Please so elaborate on hygiene, this. Sleep right? It's uh, the idea of getting a good sleep routine for ourselves, mm. right? You know, kind of cleaning up that that um, getting ready for bed kind of part that we as adults, I think, kind of just dismiss at times, you know? Yeah. So ensuring that um, that we've got a good sleep routine for ourselves, getting some deep sleep, you know? If we don't have that good restorative sleep, our, our emotions are exacerbated. Mm. We can't concentrate, we can't yeah. think straight, you know, we're, we're gonna have more anxiety on days that we don't have good sleep. Um, and then the other thing is breathing. I think, uh, uh, <laughs> It might sound so Ugh, funny. <laughs> no, I, I think that that's super important. Yeah. The idea of breathe. Because I, I know for me, and I know you're going to elaborate, when I start getting very nervous, the first instinct is to not breathe. Yes. Is to hold my breath. Yes, and, exactly. And that, like, for me, I, I like, everything tenses after that. Mm-hmm. Everything feels so much Absolutely. more exacerbated after that because I'm, for me, I'm trying to just identify, even in the moment, what's real and what's not real. What's going on? Yeah. And where do I have to now yeah. go to battle? Because this is not a bat. This is a battle of battlefield of the mind, like that, that incredible Joyce Meyer yeah. book. You know, yeah. like you know, yeah. like what's happening 
there when we're not breathing. Yes, yes. So holding is is a way, right, that mm-hmm. our breathing gets kind of cut off in moments of anxiety. Shallow breathing, you know. So I, you know, um, again, I think that we don't give enough attention to breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds very simple, but um, it's, it's a big one, you know, because it impacts our oxygen level, our mm-hmm. blood flow to the brain, you know. So I've even given simple... Um, sounds like simple, right? But assignments of laying on the floor, having something on your stomach, watching your stomach rise and fall, Mm. getting that deep breathing going to help our body calm, right? So these are all really like grounding techniques for helping calming that central nervous system, right? Because as we begin to kind of, um, you know, look into our own anxiety to talk about it, to Mm. try and address it and, and really face it head on, right? Um, we first need to calm our central nervous system before we can really do that. Um, You know, so these are these, you know, those solid grounding techniques to really help in that process. That's awesome. And is there like a way like um, that we can help, you know, our girlfriends that, you know, are going through this, like for them to process what's happening? Like, are there other like strategies for like when they're in that moment, like that maybe there's like some sort of questioning that they can, that they can gravitate to to be like, okay, is what's really happening? Like, why am I, am I acting like this or why am I feeling like this? Is that something else that you talk about with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it's important to also note that in, in the midst of like panic, say for mm-hmm. instance, or in the midst of high anxiety, yeah. it's really hard to ask some of those questions, right? Mm. So these grounding techniques are, really key in those moments okay um, but let's say after the fact you know um, you know a few hours after a day after right we kind of look back and we and we look at it and we ask those questions why was I experiencing you know such high anxiety what was going on around me that was really influencing my my mind my heart rate things like that um, bringing more clarity to mm. the situation for ourselves um, you know addressing things like what was I thinking? You know, where was my mind going? Um, Were my expectations not being met in those moments? Um, Those are things that kind of looking back, right, and saying, um, you know, kind of asking ourselves, was I given misinformation? Mm. Um, Did I have too much information and not enough clarity? You know, kind of looking at some of those things as well. Um, It's challenging, right, because anxiety is not like a, or at least the uh, addressing anxiety is not a one-size-fits-all. Yep. It's not like a five-step, like, let's get to it, you yep. know? Um, it's true. But these are these are those um, those grounding techniques, some of those things that you can, um, for yourself, just look at and say, okay, here, here are some questions I can ask myself. Yep. Here are some things, you know, there are great, like, self-help books that you can look at that mm-hmm. can really further kind of some of those thought processes mm-hmm. that we have. You know, journaling is a great way to do mm-hmm. it. But really... Really looking at it in in, in an evidence based way, if mm, that makes sense, yeah. right? Not just writing out our feelings, but also addressing those thought processes as well yeah. through the journaling process. That's so great. Yeah. Um, this was so awesome. Like, I love this conversation, Malia, and I just want to thank you so much for taking some time out to come and, and talk to us and and talk to the girlfriends. Um, because, like I said, like this really is a big topic that's happening everywhere mm-hmm. today. Um, and you know, I find. I found that even just talking to somebody like a friend or somebody that you really trust about what's going on in your life, like that, that shouldn't be neglected either. Cause some of the biggest breakthroughs I've had is when, um, I really addressed like what was bothering me, Mm -hmm. um, and why I wasn't, you know, experiencing some of the freedom that I needed is because I was afraid some people would think I was crazy. 
And it wasn't until I was with my spiritual mom and mm-hmm. I was like, you're going to think I'm crazy. She's like, I'm not going to think you're crazy. Right. You know, like get rid of all of that. Find somebody you right. trust, somebody that you love, that somebody that loves you, knows you. Right. And be transparent and honest with them. Yes. You mentioned connection earlier, mm-hmm. you know, and that's such a, a major factor in all of this, right? Yeah. You know, anxiety is exacerbated because of feelings of isolation, loneliness, feeling like we're the only one that mm-hmm. experiences it, right? Yeah. Um, and it's so important to make that connection, to have that conversation, right? It kind of goes back to this idea of identifying the anxiety and talking about mm-hmm. it, you know? So finding that trusted person. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it's important to even note, like, Jesus is no stranger to suffering. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he meets good. us right where we are. You, um, but he also calls us to action, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And so yes. this is part of it, getting yeah. help talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that looks like a friend and, and a good support system, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe that looks like therapy mm-hmm. or something more, yeah. right? Um, but it, it's so crucial to um, take part in that action piece for ourselves yeah, to true. not neglect ourselves in that way um, you know I think about it in terms of you know mental health is just as critical as eating for our physical health mm, you know we good. need food yep. to, to survive um, you know our yeah. mental health is just as important that is all right so we are just out of time and uh, I just wanted to pray for us and girlfriends we will see you at our next podcast uh, in October so father in the name of Jesus we love you and we thank you God that we can have these conversations genuinely and authentically Lord God father that you have not given us us a spirit of fear but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind that God if there are people listening to this podcast right now that are dealing with anxiety that are dealing with depression that are dealing with with things that are going on inside of them Lord God I pray God that they would call out to you Jesus that you would meet them exactly where they are God and Father, that they would even take steps that they need to, to get the help that they may need, whatever that looks like, whether that's reaching out to a friend, whether that's therapy, Lord God. We praise you, Jesus, and we thank you, Lord God, that we can always come to you, God, that we can always come to you, Jesus, that you're always there for us, Lord God, that our, that our problems, that our anxieties don't scare you, God, but God, that you're always there to take us, to love us, and, and to walk through um, that fire and that challenge and that anxiety with us, Lord. So we just thank you, Lord God, for, for the freedom, Lord God, that's going to take place. We love you. We love you. We love you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this month's podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe, and we look forward to you listening again real soon.